Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, myself, and your calls at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. It's a nice day here at Millburgers. Uh, it's a little humid out there, but uh, oh, that's okay. And... Uh, We've got some great things, and are, is your special guest going to visit with us at some point? I don't know. He's, so, he's shopping. Oh, he's serious when he gets shopping. Yeah. All right. So he'll, so he'll come back. So it is hard to tell without the mask, but I did recognize the voice. Was, <laughs> that, was that who I thought it was? Yeah. How about that? You, right. mean, you mean the mask helps? Is that what yeah, you're saying? I'm, I'm, no, I'm not saying that. I'm That's just exactly you, what you said. I just said I didn't I didn't recognize him with the mask. Uh, I sort of did, but, uh, yeah. He looked better with the mask, didn't he? I'm not saying nothing, because <laughs> he, he will beat me up verbally if you tell him all that. Yeah, what's he doing? I don't think he can hear us. Is he, is he just visiting? Yeah. Oh, very cool. He, he's, uh... See, I uh, see. Tomorrow's Labor Day, right? Yes, it is. So uh, he had all from his his job there in East Texas. Yeah. So he uh, decided he'd make a trip down here and also stop through College Station to see oh. uh, Doctor Bill what William Welch. Okay. Who's his buddy too? Very cool. Well, maybe he'll come up and talk to us. Yeah, I bet he will. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of today's show. Where do you gentlemen want to start? What should folks be doing right now, I guess? Should they <laughs> well, be planting their Crawford reseeding lettuce? Uh, well, yeah, they can, they can get the seed, but I don't think we need to plant it until after Wednesday when that cold front Yeah, you want me to get in. the weather forecast out? I know what it is. All right, you give, you give, the, you give the weather. Currently, it's 83 degrees, yeah. and here's Jerry with the rest of the weather. <laughs> On Wednesday, there's supposed to be a weak cold front coming through. Uh-huh. And so and drop the temperatures. We've seen our last 100-degree temperatures. Okay. Of the year. That's, that's a brave prediction for San Antonio. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And it's supposed to be in the 70s on on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with let's rain. See. Let's see. With uh, for the high. Yeah. So Friday uh-huh. says high. This is also acceptable. It says Friday high near 83. Thursday, uh, where's the high? High, high, high. 74. Okay. Wednesday. This is from that's when it comes back High near 77. <laughs> Chance of rain Tuesday night? You want to guess? Sixty percent. Eighty percent. Uh uh. Yeah, you never believe that. 
And then chances, chance of showers on Wednesday, 70%. If you... Uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. If we, uh, you no- noted our little discussion a minute ago, if you want uh, tomato plants, you need to get them. You need to get them now. <laughs> you, uh, yesterday there was a pretty good selection of one yeah. gallons. Today there's probably about... 50 or 60 is all better. Yeah, that's that's basically all all we've got is one gallon, which is good because for those of you who have waited this long to get tomatoes, uh, they, uh, the the one gallon will help you catch up. Now, peppers, yeah. what do we got over there? We got, uh, we've got seven real grandy gold peppers. Oh, there. my gosh. That's what? it? Seven yeah. plants. Oh, seven flats? <laughs> seven plants. Plants. Oh. <laughs> but there's other, there's other peppers there, too, right? And, uh, yeah? Yeah. There are a lot of beautiful uh, uh, green magic broccoli over there, which is so. the one we encourage to you. So uh, this is... Uh, we talk about uh, September being the uh, the time to start your winter garden, and uh, this this weather is perfect for it. And the uh, the plants are here. And if you put hadn't put down your pre-emergent for those horrible horrible winter weeds like annual bluegrass. Which I can't imagine why people would want to get rid of annual bluegrass. How about bed straw? Yeah, <laughs> bed or straw. Thistle. Uh, <laughs> or uh, hand bit, your favorite. Oh, yeah, that hand bit is t- terrible for the blue bonnet grower. Yeah, the one that, the thing about hand bit is that you can usually deal with hand bit and chickweed, even pigweed with uh, uh, maize or XL or dimension, which are all yeah. uh, weedy grass herbicides too so uh and we got and he, we've got a lot of a maze here if you uh, need some but you need to get it down because uh th- this is that cool weather yeah the rain and division. cool weather together yeah, yeah. is going to germinate those winter weeds <laughs> well i was uh i was just noting i luckily timing was perfect i did my uh weeding of my cut flower garden all the zinnias and de- yeah. deadhead them got them out and uh, then the rain came, and now I've got all those nice uh, little seedlings, <laughs> zinnia seedlings coming up. And that probably takes 60 days total to get the, get them into bloom. So I'll, I'm counting on having another uh, month, uh, you know, first yeah. end of October, first of November, they'll they'll be booming again, and then it'll depend on the on the weather. Yeah. So and, uh, and we got our supply of. Uh, Crawford lettuce seed, reseeding lettuce seed in. Uh, if you want to come by and get some, it's free. Uh, and compliments of, uh, uh, I think we collect the, uh, uh, I think the, uh, our, my greenhouse bunch collected the seed for this seed. But uh, David had one of the master gardener volunteers. I'll package it all up for you. Uh, we we can grow the seed easily, and we can get it uh, cleaned fairly easy. But putting no seed in that package is a is a problem, time consuming. Yeah, and that that Milton is yes. a, a task uh, that uh, falls back uh, 
you do that very well if you've been sipping your Irish whiskey. Oh. <laughs> I heard there's a rumor that the person who used to do it got so frightened of having to do it again oh, that yeah. they moved out of town. Yeah, there you go. Or at least told us they moved out of town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, uh, the problem with Jack Hoover, that's who we're talking about, was that he was a, he's a he was a dedicated is a dedicated uh, perfectionist yeah and so when I would give him the seed uh, he would buy the own his packages himself never charges for them. and uh, he would uh, <laughs> he would uh, uh, stay up till one and two o'clock. In the morning, yeah, and at, doing that seed. At his age, even staying up to 8 o'clock is a <laughs> real sacrifice. But that made his wife mad as hell at me uh-huh. no. for letting him do the seed. So every time I'd give him seed, I said, Jack, you'll kill the seed if you do it after 12 o'clock midnight. <laughs> you've, got to, <laughs> you've got to quit this, Jack. That's great. But anyway, uh, we get it. We've gotten it done for several years now, and uh, I've got a write-up on uh, Crawford receding lettuce. And uh, Calvin mentioned. Let's see, didn't you mention it in your article? Yes, yeah, you uh-huh. mentioned it in Uh-oh. your article just, yesterday. And got enough from? Just remind you everybody. To yeah, there you go. It's a leaf lettuce. Do not cover. You know, so we get that. Give out the seed free, at least here yeah. at Millburgers. Uh, but don't cover that seed or it won't germinate. So. Right. It's got to it be exposed to the red light uh, uh, link or, or uh, the red light color before it will germinate. What, what temperatures do you suggest that we have at before they seed it? Uh, it's not as critical as spinach. But uh, I think Calvin saw last year that he planted it early. Nothing came up. How many times did you plant it early? Two or twice? Yeah. Two or three times? And uh, then he planted it later on when the soil temperatures were cooler, cool, and the air temperatures were cooler. And uh, it, it all came up. Yeah. Huh. Gangbusters. So better to err on the side of uh, yeah. coolness. Yeah. Uh, coolness, uh, We yeah. talk about waiting to, for spinach till uh, no, uh, maybe November. October, November. <laughs> but I think I think uh, end of September or October, if the weather breaks, which is fun. We're supposed to have a first break on on uh, this coming winter. It'll be. Yeah, I heard Trace has more hay coming in. Yeah, do you? <laughs> I heard it was going to freeze. Uh, what? Snow in Colorado. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> so. Uh, not but, here. Not here. No, I know. I was well, like, that, don't what? get alarmed. That I, weather next week. You noticed I. I is going to motivate a lot of people after you already reacted. Yeah. Going into the winter. <laughs> We were talking about there's only seven real Grandy Gold Peppers left, Trey. That's, that's good. We can make one person happy or seven more people <laughs> yeah, happy. Yeah, did, we did pretty good. I had a lady, a lady yesterday did a curbside pickup, and she said I wanted, she wanted two herbs, and she gave me the, the, the type. Mm-hmm. She wanted two more herbs, she gave me the type. She said she wanted a pepper, two peppers, 
and she didn't care what varieties. No. So I, <laughs> so I gave her one of those, and there I gave her uh, chili paquin. Oh, that would be nice. Go. You gave her chili paquin? Well, did she I want saw, a hot pepper? <laughs> she didn't specify, and she said she didn't care which variety. So I figured I'd give her oh, one, man. one mild and one she not a, so mild. Was she elderly? Oh no. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I'm, you're going to insult somebody there. <laughs> I've seen. Well, pe- uh, I, I've seen people who are in who are on AARP that are wolfing down those bikinis. So I'm pretty close. Okay, so there you go, man. Don't be uh well don't be making assumptions. And a based lot of on age. a lot of times we older people you lose our uh, taste buds. Oh okay. and so uh, maybe so, they're so you gotta older. get ho- you gotta get hotter so you can yeah, taste it. So you can taste it. Get it for if once you get older. But uh and Trace, Trace, we were taught, we were noting that we thought when we left the nursery yesterday, there were a bunch of those it's one gallon tomatoes. But they're they're pretty much uh, what we got. Uh, There's still an end cap there. Fifty left. Yeah, yeah roughly fifty. Yeah, so uh, get a, you need to get them. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, get them planted. But the but the nice thing about it, I was looking at the varieties that you have left. And the nice thing about it is, uh, they're good fall varieties. All, all those varieties in gallon containers are good for the fall. What did you note? Was there typhoon? Red, or? red, uh, goose? Red, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, you're a red snapper? Red, no. Oh. Uh, red deuce. Red yeah. deuce. And uh, which which Miss Nethery up in Junction says is the best tomato she's ever seen, <laughs> and she tested them all for me. So uh, she she's a big fan of Red Deuce. Well, Steve Brown sp- speaks highly of Tycoon, so yeah, you probably can find a, a great good gardener that has a fav- favorite, and they all can be different mm-hmm. stuff. And they, they I saw a few of the. Uh, uh, rodeo tomato tags out there, so I guess that identifies this year's rodeo tomato. It would, but but basically all of those varieties that you have are ro- have been rodeo tomatoes. So uh, they've been carefully chosen over for this area. Uh, uh, we had a call yesterday from a guy. <laughs> That uh, was wondering why his tomato was blo- was blooming, but not setting any fruit. Oh yeah. And so the first question you asked is, what variety is? He said beefsteak, which about knocked me off my chair. Oh, he got angry. Very <laughs> got angry about that. And I said, where in the hell did you get beefsteak? For the fall. Actually, he said, did you get it at Millburgers? Uh, no. I said, no. He said, ah, yeah, well. Um, at Walmart. Yeah. Probably. Well, that's where well, I said. He, I don't know if he told us or not. He didn't. He said, he he, didn't. He, he, he said his wife bought them. Yeah, yeah, he blamed it on it for a while. <laughs> but uh, he got it at a big box store, and I said, beefsteak barely makes it in the spring. You know, before the weather gets hot, but it ain't got a chance in hell in the fall. Uh, they need to stick with uh, the old-fashioned, the old 
stand by celebrities. Ninety days or less. Yeah. Speaking of old fashioned, there's somebody. There's oh man, Mark Peterson. Yeah, I think, I think he that. looks a lot better with that mask on. Yeah. Don't you? Actually, for you. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, let's do this. Uh, we'll take a quick break while these guys get to talking. <laughs> so, Mark, did you have anything you wanted to bring up? I just had that tracer question, but I think everybody in the air will like it. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. So you all want to do the mic back and forth, or just? Yeah, we can do that. All right. Yes, Mark. If you'd like to, sure. Oh, oh wait, wait. So, we're, oh, no, we went into a break. So, all right. Be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Be back in a moment on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with some specials this week that you haven't seen before and some that are like, oh my gosh. Let's start with, oh my gosh. Crepe myrtles are closing out in the number three pot, regularly $24.99. While supplies last, they are 50% off of crepe myrtles in the number three pot. What a great time to get a great plant for San Antonio. Now let's talk about that. I don't know that that's been on sale before. Mexican honeysuckle in the number one pot, formerly known as the one-gallon container, now on sale for $4.88. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Lantana. Ground covers are on sale in the four-inch pot for $0.98 cents each. Herbs are on sale in the four-inch pot for $0.98 cents each. You'll save on fall garden mums, fall vegetables starting at $1.99, and much, much more. For all the details, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, and you'll find all the savings and events and everything that's happening at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Real quick, before uh, Mark and Trace take over, uh, I want to talk to you about Spider-Man termite and pest control. We learned from... Uh, uh, Spider-Man yesterday that they do help with uh, treating crazy ants. So if you've got them, Spider-Man can help you with that. And what I liked about Warren's explanation of that was that, I mean, they didn't just treat the yard. They went and found the source, and he said in one case, particular case, the source was three houses over. So they well, had some, was it, did, remind what? me, was was did he say that the three of the sources were Jerry's car? Yes, that Jerry is spreading them around town as they hitch a ride in his car. He, uh, and uh, but if uh, if Jerry is stopped by your house, you may need to call Warren immediately. But yeah, no. What I th- what I thought was interesting was that he goes to that much work, and that's a good example of what he does. So he's not going to just spray and treat or whatever. Uh, he's going to actually work to find the source, so you don't have the problem anymore. That's the holistic approach that Warren and Spider Man take. Spider Man termite and pest control. Give him a call. Uh, you won't be disappointed in them. You'll absolutely love working with them. Two one zero six five six. 3721. Go read the reviews online, too. 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpidermanPest.com. Okay, so how are we going to do this, gentlemen? All right. I'm going to ask Trace a question. Yes? But it also relates to Calvin's article two weeks ago. Oh, okay. On the uh, pre-emergent or? Yeah, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. All right. You got, you're, guy, you're a savant. <laughs> Marvin, I've got a great memory, especially right. for names. Go All ahead. Right. Okay, here it goes. So I'm following up with one of my e-newsletter articles to Neil Sperry's Cry Decour last week, where he's like, everybody keeps asking me the same question on lawns. So I'm writing a little follow-up on that. But I'm having a senior moment. 
Okay. And I'm too lazy to look it up. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, for, let's see, a maize XL dimension is for the broadleaf or grassy? Well. Oh, now Calvary. Uh, All right. So, if you're going to narrow it down, dimension targets mostly grassy weed seeds and a few broadleaf. Okay. Gallery. Yes, yes. Uh, targets, give me my other. Targets mostly broadleaf weed seeds. Okay. Very few grasses. And for the uh, old time, that was um, portrait also, but yes. now it's gallery. And a maze is kind of in the middle. Does a good chunk of both, but not the full spectrum that those two do in their own rights. And Excel 2G, if they can find it, is a maze on steroids. So it's same chemical, but does bigger area. Yeah, and so it. That's that's why for what's years we Jerry and I have kind of if you're looking for one that does pretty well on all of our weeds, uh, Amaze is a good choice. Dimension, hey, Dimension yeah. is a good choice even. Now Amaze is very hard to come by, except here. Except Mil- for here. <laughs> so, here, here as in Millburgers. Millburgers, okay. Just. So we stashed them a little over 200 bags uh, for fall use after the, the plant in China burnt down. And to my knowledge, they haven't rebuilt it or come up with a different formulation. This was, this was well over a year ago, I think, that this happened. So, um, anyway, so, so I, we, we, I'm covered on all of them except for XL2G. Yeah. Oh, and we've okay. had experience with them because Jerry has used uh, Amaze for the uh, uh, hand bit in his uh, plantings yeah. with blue bonnets. And also chickweed. It does well with chickweed, which are t- two... Two notorious uh, broadleaf weeds for for be- for uh, our bluebonnet beds, and then I've had good luck with it uh, in the XL version on the uh, a large a large lawn area for, of course, cra- crabgrass and for. Uh, so this sounds birds. wonderful for fall. What about when we get into the spring? Sandburrs. And sandbirds, which which one would be good? And we are doing two or three, probably three. All of them, but the gallery. Yeah. Excel, right. Excel, Maze, and Dimension, all label oh. for stickers. For stickers, okay. So gallery again is broadleaf mostly. Yeah. Uh, good spectrum of broadleaf yeah. weeds, including oxalysis. But makes a note that it does uh, does well with. Uh, Jerry's favorite. Okay, uh, yes, uh, we always worry about that. And then uh, Dimension and Amaze and XL, a uh, nice middling. Great. Uh, okay. So all you have to do is remember Gallery for Broadleaf and everything else for the rest? Uh, no. Uh, uh, gallery uh, for Broadleaf, Dimension for Grasses, oh, okay. Amaze for Hodgepodge. It'd be interesting. Okay. So that's why I was you can quote me. me. You no can kidding. quote me on Hodgepodge. Quote him. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, just quote him. <laughs> so, Jerry, why didn't you tell me somebody was here? Yeah, it was a surprise. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he, he, just, he, he, just, he just showed up. Okay, well, he often does that. So, gentlemen, thank you. Okay. Sure, glad so to that, help. That helps out a lot. I think everybody uh, in the radio world uh, would like that, too. And particularly why... Timing? It's time. Okay. It's time, it's time, it's time. And Calvin talked about that in the And we, yeah, we're, Jerry and I were just, uh, what, two weeks ago we're talking about, you know, do we have to rush to get the pre-emergent down because it's so hot and nothing's going to germinate? Well, of course, then we got the rain. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, I guess we get to blame it on Trace because he bought the hay. Yeah. Every time he gets the hay for Halloween, then we get the cool weather and the rain. And that, uh, those uh, those winter weeds are, are starting to yeah, germinate. Yeah, so it's like, try to do it this week. Usually we say Diaz says, but it's, it's like other things. We've been creeping up uh, on everything else we've recommended over the years. So we used to say 16, Dizzy says. Now we're kind of on that first week of September. In Liberty, get it out by Liberty. Oh. Uh, one other thing, yeah, you may want to look up my recommendations for this past week on rain, uh, I mean on irrigation, just for some good humor. Oh, because of the... Milton, yeah, and then you can laugh at me. All right. <laughs> That'll be nice. <laughs> well, it was the forty percent rule. That's right, Dad. I went, you know. Uh, oh, oh, did you? And uh, you yeah. typed out a raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to do it for me now. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, enough Mark. of me. Um, but I thought that was important. And yeah. Uh, in fact, we got a question coming up about uh, uh, from Bill on Dallas grass. Does that apply to what we're talking about? Not really. It's oh, okay. Very <laughs> so, so, all right. No, nothing. Nothing like yeah, yelling at yes me. Yes and no. Oh, man. All right, Bill's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Bill, what can we help you with? Hey. Well, I've got a uh, outbreak of a patch that's been told to me is Dallas grass in my yard, and I would love some suggestions on how to get rid of it. How to get rid of Dallas grass. Well, it's, it doesn't, um, pre-emergent does not take, it's a perennial, um, but they're, uh, I think that uh, the uh, the same one that you, Nutsatch, yeah. Oh, Nutsatch? Well, yeah. The Nutsatch control? Uh, uh, what is, help me with that. <laughs> Sedgeham, Nuts. Image, yeah, Sedgehammer. Image and. Uh, uh, it's, it's the one we, the, the <laughs> traditional one. Knock, uh, not knockout. Uh, I can see it. Uh, I have, if, if uh, in a minute with the commercial, I'll go uh, go, go check it out. But uh, it, yeah, there's a oh, gracious. Well, it's, we used to recommend on Dallas grass, MSMA. It well MSMA too, but uh, for the uh, for the spot they would spot treat it. Give People tra- would spot treat it. it. He'll remember. <laughs> Trace. All right, we're, 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 for we're, get, we're getting everybody in on this. Dallas grass. In what? Huh? What kind, in of, lawn, what kind of lawn do you have, Bill? A Bermuda. Bermuda lawn. Uh-huh. Uh, that would be the, uh, used to be called Weed Out with Q. Now it's Weed Out with Crabgrass Killer. <laughs> so that, that should be a wide enough blade where it can tell the difference and not hurt your Bermuda but kill it. So you'll be so you'll be you'll be doing a. You can spray that over the Bermuda. Okay. And, uh, okay. and as long as the the temperatures are right, because I remember that correctly, that's a sixty to ninety degree temperature window that you're shooting for. Hmm. Um, it should not discolor the Bermuda and kill all the wide blade grasses. So not just that; it would kill St. Augustine and uh, crabgrass. Any anything that you'd call wide blade grass, it should take care of. Not sedge okay. or we, not? No, grass. Again, no. Again, what was, what, what is out? the product that we use? Sedge hammer. 
No, what's another? The other one. Well, Im- there's image. 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 Ortho makes image. one for that, and then the sledgehammer I think is probably the best for small areas, but can't get any, so I wasn't going to talk about it. No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Ima- images. I just like the I- name. I was sick of. So, <laughs> one of the formulations for image I thought had a Dallas grass mention. Uh, they do, but when you start talking, there's so many different labels of image. I try not to confuse people. So I I don't carry all those labels of image. Well, but I do have one in there that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but we only carry two versions of image, and one was also the same way. It's going to kill wide blade grasses uh, and leave narrow blade grasses alone. The image product is more expensive. And this is the this is the key that Jerry and I and Trace are emphasizing too. You got to get a recommendation from somebody knowledgeable like one of Trace's staff. But also, you've got to look at that label and kind of make a little study of that, that label to make sure you're getting what you expect and, and, and what will work well in your, in your situation. There's so many variations of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the image that you referred to used to not even really exist in its form now. It used to be in a little orange box, and it was a powder that you made into a liquid. And uh, it did work. It did work well. It just cost a little more than the weed out with crabgrass killer. So, there okay. are some there. Just uh, do a ch- check. Well, it'd be easiest to come yeah. here to Millburgers. Yeah, and just ask somebody. And then the temperatures seem to be this week within your window, right? So ideally, you want the, sixty to ninety, right? You want so, several days of it if possible. Okay. Uh, and no rain. Oh, no rain. Never day or two. Never to mind. Get time well. to absorb. All right. Well, actually, but I didn't see any rain coming. Yeah, actually, till Wednesday. So if you did it today, sounds like it'd be okay till yeah, Tuesday. It does. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Hey, so uh, I've got. Hey, uh, speaking of rain, no, I've got another question that I was thinking of too. When when do we start worrying about fall f- uh, lawn fertilization? Since we were talking about. Uh, end of, end of this month. End yeah. of September. Okay. So we just. Funny you mentioned that. Ha! <laughs> we, we just got it Not in uh, on Wednesday, Thursday. So winterizer. Uh, yep. Oh, okay, good. So we're we're, we're ready and stocked. Uh, but yeah, I'd wait till a little little later in the month. Okay. Very cool. And why do we do lawn fertilization in the in the winter? So that the grass can build up nutrients and store it, so it comes back stronger the following year. Yeah, and in fact, there are people. At least I've heard this. That say that it could be the most important fertilization of the year. I would believe that. Okay. Phew. That was close. I was just winging it. No, I have heard. It. I have heard that. I think we've said that in the ads. <laughs> so, I think that's where I heard it. Yeah. Okay. You probably said it then. I may have. Yeah. So Trace, uh, what else is coming in? What are you excited about? Uh, great selection of cool weather vegetables. Yeah. And uh, it's it's time. I think we can go ahead and put that out. Uh, although you may plan on buying some BT products. Uh, so that you can protect yourself from the caterpillars. Okay. And with all this COVID stuff going on, some of these products are, are in short supply. In the store. So don't, so don't yes, so any store. Uh, okay. So don't wait till you get the problem. Be proactive. Already have it on your shelf. Oh, you're talking about the BT. I yep. thought you meant some of the veggies. Okay, wow. Uh, or seven. Well, okay. the, um, the veggies is, is it too. Remember the, that, that I missed out on the... Uh, Rodeo tomato last spring yeah. because I was waiting to the last minute. 
Yeah, so it's shop shop sooner than later. Don't wait to don't procrastinate. Yeah, it's, it's inevitable you're going to get caterpillars, so okay. you, you, you might as well just Sometimes be prepared. Worse than others. Uh, how, how do people know if they have caterpillars or not? It looks like somebody took a shotgun to their plant. <laughs> no, you don't want it to get that far. If you see one or two holes in the leaves of any coal crops, you've got the worms. You've either got worms or uh, snails. Oh. But most, most likely you'll have uh, cabbage loopers. And, uh, of course, people uh, we tell people to look on the bottom of the leaves and see the little teeny green worm and get them when they're smaller. They're sneaky. Better. Yeah. But uh, the way uh, uh, somebody that's not used to doing that is look for those holes, one or two holes is all it takes for them to get started. And I, I want to, on that note, I want to warn everybody, too, uh, seven is no longer carbaryl. So all the different versions that are labeled as seven aren't necessarily as good options for this uh this cabbage looper as the BT anymore? Oh no! Uh, so all all the farmers changed over from the very potent chemicals to uh, the bacillus when it came out on the market because they they liked using it better. I'm talking about commercial acreage of 30, 40 acres of uh, cabbage and and more uh, because it wasn't it didn't. Uh, it didn't uh, endanger them, okay, and it worked on the on the cabbage loop. And Milton knows why it works, but don't you, Milton? I do. Uh, we got to take a break before we explain <laughs> that the poor caterpillars get terminal constipation. There you go, terminal yeah. constipation. And thanks for not making the noise. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's a it's the little things that are, seem like blessings sometimes. Uh, let's see what else. Trace lots of color for the fall. Yep, uh, the color started to come in. So mums, yeah, uh, and snapdragons so far, and dianthus and petunia. And all those are relatively cold tolerant. Mm -hmm. But we did start getting in my favorite fall plant is uh, Merry Mum. Yeah. Right. So for those of y'all, Jerry made that name up a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, It's really a marigold with a very large bloom. And when you plant them this month, they get even bigger for fall. And it is the traditional plant for All Saints, All Souls Day. Big time. You know, Forever. We, we've Americanized that holiday to be mums, but you travel anywhere else and it's marigolds. Yeah. Oh, okay. When we were testing them out at uh, Versta Farm on 35 South and uh, uh, 1604, uh, of course, the, when it comes around around Halloween, that's when All Saints Day is. Uh, those marimums or marigolds would just cover the field and and blue you couldn't see the plants for those big uh big blooms on the marigold how many years ago did you nickname that 20 yeah 30 35 <laughs> uh, we got greg grant over here uh helping me with my memory but uh <laughs> that's now a full-time people, job <laughs> But the people would stop by 
and and want to dig those marigolds and pay for them huh. to, to put on the graves. So uh, that's that's a long term produce. And uh, the Verstaffs, uh, the Bel- their Belgium uh, heritage, and all the uh, small growers in that area would always have those large marigold blooms for All, all Saints Day. I was trying to, I think the, the, the word discovery comes to my mind. Was That that was one of yeah, the discovery. early... Yeah, discovery. There's, there's about four different series. That, yeah. uh, discovery is one of them. Antigua is the... But but they're all work. As long as it's one of the big blooming ones, then uh, it's great for fall. Yeah, yeah, we called them what an African, yeah, African, African American. They uh, we lost the, the discovery was the original one, the discovery series, and uh, they lost the seed on that. It's probably in the back of your refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, no, probably, yeah. No, the seed company lost the seed. And uh, it took them a couple of years to get it back. Now, Trace hasn't emphasized it, but if you want that one of those large uh, marigolds, there there's some wonderful specimens here. About one, at least one full table of those are just the, the size that were described as ideal. For and the they're fall. they're relatively inexpensive. These are in those super six packs. All right. So it's not a normal six pack. Um, there's six plants, and they're almost the size of four inch pots, but all connected together for yeah. four ninety nine. To the dirty half dozen. Yes. No. Is it catching on yet? Um, I'm not sure I like that name, but I, I will consider it. Okay, okay. I'll keep trying to think of a name for them. But uh, the neat thing about these plants that they have out here is they're not in full bloom. And that's, that's, that's not going to sell them to a lot of people that don't know the, know the growing uh, history of that thing. But uh, you want to plant them, get them established before they have... Uh, multiple blooms now they can have a but they can have some buds and they can have one or two blooms open but you want to get them early and that's what trace and them have done uh i remember a while back uh several years ago uh there was one nursery that had the line share of uh these marigolds in stock in the state uh, for some reason, every other nursery didn't grow them, and this they had the the lock on uh, marimots, and they wouldn't sell them. They wouldn't put them on the market because they weren't blooming. Mm. I said that's when you want to put them on, <laughs> but uh, every every now and then, uh, uh, people want things immediately in color, or uh, or to have them buy them in color but that's not necessarily the best way to to grow uh, grow transplants but that's the what the market uh, demands but anyway get these before if you really want to show uh, get these before uh, they bloom a we, lot. we got them in solid yellow solid orange and mixed yeah that's a good uh, series too uh, I don't think you can get Discovery anymore, but uh, the, the, uh, they've done a good job on picking these 
uh, replacements for Discovery. Hey, we need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburkers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with some specials this week that you haven't seen before and some that are like, oh my gosh. Let's start with, oh my gosh. Crepe myrtles are closing out in the number three pot, regularly $24.99. While supplies last, they are 50% off of crepe myrtles in the number three pot. What a great time to get a great plant for San Antonio. Now let's talk about that. I don't know that that's been on sale before. Mexican honeysuckle in the number one pot, formerly known as the one-gallon container, now on sale for $4.88. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Lantana. Ground covers are on sale in the four-inch pot for $0.98 cents each. Herbs are on sale in the four-inch pot for $0.98 cents each. You'll save on fall garden mums, fall vegetables starting at $1.99, and much, much more. For all the details, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, and you'll find all the savings and events and everything that's happening at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 16 Forum Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. Take a second to talk about Wild Birds Unlimited on Havener and Northwest Military. Here you go, Kevin. Sure. Okay. Don't, don't, don't spend it all in one place, okay? We work awfully hard for that money, Calvin. It doesn't grow on trees, you know. Ooh, that'd be nice if we sold money trees here. Wild Birds Unlimited, if you're looking to bring nature to your yard and you want to go to, with, to a place where you can start off immediately getting the right advice uh, and not just because there's a lot of things out there that you can get. Uh, you can get, uh, and there's a lot of things. I was going to one of the big box stores, and there was a lot of things for sale. And it was like, okay, but it's not the season for that. So, okay, go to Wild Birds Unlimited first, establish that relationship with them, learn from the experts, and then you're kind of going to want to go back like so many people do each time uh, because you have a great experience, and that's why. So the number is easy to remember. I think that's the, the, the best part of it. So here, Eddie, here's the number, 210 210- 479-B-I-R-D. 210-479-BIRD is the number for Wild Birds Unlimited and Hebner and Northwest Military. And Kyle and uh, Bill and all the gang over there. We've got to introduce some of the other folks over there uh, and talk about them. We'll help you out. They do curbside, so if you know what you want or you just say, uh, I'm looking for this feed for this bird. They'll uh, they'll take care of you. They'll get it for you, and you just pull up, and they'll bring it to the car. So you don't have to worry about that. But they are open for business at Northwest Military and Hebner Road Wild Birds Unlimited. And again, that's two one zero four seven nine two four seven three or two one zero four seven nine Bird. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Oh, which. Uh, <laughs> Let me surprise you by throwing it to you. you And here's Jerry. (laughs) What do you got there? He knows I'm ready. Uh, You're always ready. Oh, Uh, no. 
Yeah. It's it's always a bad sign though when he's digging in his pile. Yeah. yeah. That was that was not pretty the last time we did that. <laughs> oh gosh. I have a <laughs> I have a I have taken the time to Look over uh, Neil Sparrow's question and answer. Are you going to pick on Neil again? No way. Oh. If if I wasn't so uh, shy, yeah, I would write. I would read the letter that Neil wrote me about uh, uh, Greg and I. Oh, how uh, long ago was this? Uh, was this day before? before yesterday? Really? Yeah. And, uh, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. I wrote him to congratulate him on uh, that deal that was in the paper about him giving oh, yeah. the ARP. Oh, that was nice. Four. Yeah. Uh, and uh, instead of, uh, <laughs> he said, he said my comments were very nice and appreciated. But uh, <laughs> all right. But then he started listing things that I had done that he hadn't. Wow. And I, I'm going to write him back and say, don't you ever do that again. I mean, here's a guy that's written two of the best gardening books that ever written in Texas. Yeah. And and uh, been on radio, newspaper, television for 40 years. He, he was on there when I came to San Antonio, to Texas. And uh, in I don't know how many news, uh, how many uh, he's uh, broadcast on I don't know how many radio stations across uh, Texas. Now be be careful here because you have, uh, in my opinion, you have one of the best authors sitting right there behind you. No, better than Neil's. That's that's one way to look at it. You could also look at it that. Uh, all the things that you accomplished, been on the air for 40-something years or whatever, yeah. and, and written all these books and has a magazine and was well-respected, yet he still is... Uh, is uh, what, Milton? I, I, I lost the word, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, he, still, he still singles you out. Be careful. Out for, don't get, get, get caught up in that. Yeah, you could, you, could lose, yeah you could lose something there. <laughs> no, but he still admires you, and he still recognizes all your accomplishments. Yeah. So you, you can take some credit. You can you don't have to, but he did. You don't have to be so humble all the time. <laughs> oh, what, Jerry? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Calvin. This is Calvin. This is getting sickening. <laughs> Shut up, Greg. <laughs> all right. So okay. Anyway, I'm looking it'll over be time after all questions nice and news. answers. And now we're going to pick on Neil. <laughs> and he says uh, he got a question. Is that my fig plant is losing leaves rapidly? Mm-hmm. Actually, it was my mother's plant. She died in 1978. See, we got a. Sentimental plant here. Yeah, we get those a lot. I wonder if I might have let it get too dry this summer. It's on the east side of our house, and I pile tree leaves around it in the winter. I imagine this is from up north. The limbs still appear to be pliable. And Neil writes back, it really has gone into shock. Now, if those of you who grow figs around here... They lose their leaves at this time of the year, every one of them. 
And what blows people's mind is they still have fruit on them. Yeah. I mean, the green fruit. It never gets ripe. That never gets ripe. But I mean, <laughs> after they lose the leaves, you see how many fruit they have on there. So people say, well, can I make that fruit ripen? Or if I give it longer, will it ripen? No. You know, it's not only gardeners, the birds can't believe that they keep they keep they keep trying huh keep trying so uh but neil said it might have might have uh been too dry and it's possible nematodes might be attacking the roots and uh on and on and on all that's true but uh, I think down here it's just a natural thing that happens about now. Yeah, well, in our soil, so many of our uh, landscape have we got that uh, real shallow soil, rocky yeah. soil. There's yeah. just just no reservoir there, and it's amazing how well figs do despite that situation. They're one. It's a wonderful plant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I always think about what you were talking about. Uh, when you went to Egypt, I think oh, it yeah. was where the where the Jordan, figs, yeah. yeah, yeah, where the figs are out in the desert, and they're not getting that much water yet. They're thriving. Yeah, they're growing on the side of these, uh, Piet, Petra, you know, on the side of the wall here. Yeah, I don't. It looks like it's never had any rain ever, and there they are prospering, <laughs> producing uh, fruit. And if you don't water figs in this area. And or get water from heaven, from this area in this area, you don't have a good fig crop. Yeah. Now the other end of that is, if the figs ripen and it begins to rain, they'll all rot. Hey, let's. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> so have, that, that's. Uh, I want to see if we can get Donna before we have to catch up with the news. Okay. Donna's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Donna, welcome to Millburgers oh. Gardening, South Texas. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm calling about a gardenia plant that I have. I received it as a gift from my brother, and it's, it was beautiful. It was in a pot and everything, and I've just been watering it, and, it, and I received it in May. And maybe around the end of July, I noticed two flowers pop out. But ever since then, I haven't had any flowers, and it seems like... Uh, a lot of the fullness is gone, but it keeps sprouting new branches. Now, I did go on the Internet, and I looked up something about some kind of neem oil. I went to three different places to try to find it, and even on the Internet, and, and it's not available. So I, I okay. don't want my plant to die. What kind of plant was it, an orchid? Gardenia. 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 Good Lord. What's it planted in now? Is it in the ground or in, he said no, a container? It's still in the pot. I've been it's thinking about okay. planting it in the ground, but I'm, I'm a little worried okay. about it. No, don't do that. What, what, what kind of uh, sunlight does it receive? It's got a lot of sun. Well, I, I have a shady backyard because I have a lot of trees. So, you know, I don't... I, but it does get sun. We have it on the porch and does get sun and my brother lives in florida and he's got three bushes in his yard and he said that they're blooming constantly yeah yeah well that's florida yeah not texas As- acid right. soil versus yeah. basic soil they uh uh if it's getting any more than very little morning sun you're that's what's bothering it killing it 
Okay. Also, what kind of potting mix did you put it in? I haven't. I left it the way it came, the way it was delivered to me. It's a small, small container. Oh, okay. Oh, it's probably like a. I don't know. An inch. I'm. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, it's losing its leaves, and it's still in the same container that you have. Well, it was like real bushy when I got it, and it was like that for about two months. And then it just seemed like it wasn't as full as it was, but there's more branches sprouting out all the time. Yeah, how did you fertilize it? I didn't. Oh, well... That's the problem. Where where it was grown, it was probably fertilized every time it was watered. Oh. So okay. you've got to give it. You've got to give it nutrients, and uh, keep it keep it in a fairly shaded area. Yeah, I think the, I think the nutrients would have been necessary if if it hadn't got fried at a hundred degree yeah. heat in that sun. <laughs> and use right. uh, if if you want to repot it, try to repot it and make it grow again. Uh, get a uh, sphagnum-based uh, potting mix that that has has a lot of sphagnum moss in it. Okay. And what you're what why why you're doing that is you're you're trying to get an acidic situation. Uh, because they gardenias and azaleas and all those uh, plants are uh, like acid soil rather than our basic soil, uh-huh. uh, and so so you're when you're gonna you're trying to improve the situation for it, and you want to make sure you improve it with acidic soil too. So, Jerry, okay. how much? Um, oh, guys, hey, hey, hold, hold on the line a second. We'll get the news, and we'll come back and talk to you in just a second, okay? I uh, we got to catch up with the news. This two was a hard break, Milton. This, no, I don't know. 210-308, stop it. 210-308-8867. More in a moment with Dr. Parsons, Dr. Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. <laughs> We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're live here at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road with lots of your gardening peers. want you to come on out and visit with us. You can ask your gardening question in person. Or like Donna. Donna, did you uh, did you wait through that break for you? I sure did. Thank you, Donna. Okay. So where do, how do we help Donna? Well, she, need, she needs probably to repot that plant. Are you hearing all this, Donna? In a I am. I'm writing it down. Okay. No, get a sphagnum peat-based potting mix. Based potting mix. Because you, because you, like Kevin said, you want that mix to break down into a uh, an acidic mix. 
and then uh, uh, put some uh, Osmocote slow-release fertilizer, and it looked like BBs when you when you get that new mix. Okay. And then, uh, and I, and I would uh, use water-soluble fertilizer every time I watered it. What's the, uh, what's the acid version? Do uh, what? Oh, what what is the acid version of the soluble fertilizer? Oh, Miracle Grow. Uh, Miracle Grow is the most common. Like mirror acid, mirror yeah, acid. yeah, mirror acid. Mirror acid. Mirror acid. Yeah, that, one, that one works good. Yeah. Okay, and don't don't put it in the sun. Well, you, can, you know you can, what? It really you, you isn't get, directly in the sun. It's on my porch. I mean, it does get some sun, but not like I have a roof over my porch. Okay. So, that's a, that's probably okay. okay. And how much osmocote? Copious amounts of osmocote. Everybody out there was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> You cannot use too much osmocote. Okay. You could literally grow the plant in osmocote. Wow. I want to try that. <laughs> yeah, I have tried it. Oh, okay, it never works. mind. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, it, it, and that'll release, that'll fertilize it for over a period of time. Uh-huh. Now, when the, um, when it gets into the middle of winter, uh, of course, you'll be taking it in and out uh, to protect it, probably from the cold. Right. It's a it's a gardenia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gardenia. Well, it should take it should take pretty good winter cold. It won't freeze it. Uh, but uh, also put it out in a in a sunny location after oh. the heat and and after the summer goes away. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds good. And if yeah. you, if you want, that's a that's a lot to uh, digest in one sitting. But uh, PlantAnswers dot com has got all that in summarized and mm-hmm. uh, okay. good form and the articles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, can I get these things at Millburgers? Oh yeah. Uh, you oh, bet. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Great. That sounds great. All right. Wave at us. Wave at us as you come by. <laughs> I, well, you're only there on the weekends, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's they'll, okay. Come whenever you can. They'll make a special trip, and you'll just yeah. We'll just sit, I'll sit on the porch, wait for you to wave. What yeah. day are you coming? All right. You know what? I'm 75, so I don't like to go out during the weekends. There's too many crazy. Me either. I don't blame you. Me either. <laughs> so I right, you you stand away from that coronavirus. You you come here during the week, and that'll be fine. I will and wear a mask. Wear a mask. She will be, I bet you. And I wear a mask on the few occasions when I go out. And I'm from Illinois, so, you know. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop No, it. that's a good thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate your help. You take okay. care. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Do you want to come up, Greg, and talk about the poppies? You can just get on that side. It's easier because they can. So, uh, wait. Uh, what's that? We I don't. Got, we don't know the price yet. But <laughs> I got a another a letter from another email from uh, 
Jumping Joe Summerlin. Summer. What? Summer. Johnson City Joe. Johnson City Joe. And his first question is, me amigos. That's where he starts. That's right. us, I guess. That's your friend, my friend. And uh, the he said, his first question is, my Rang- Rangoon Creeper. I love that name. Has been growing on a fence here in Johnson City on the south side of my house, which is a warmer microclimate. It does freed back, but it comes back uh, every year. I want to move it to the north side of my house, which is always colder in the winter. The Rangoon Creeper is recommended from zo- for zones 9 through 11. We're... Eight. We were about eight, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, Johnson City is considered in zone 8B. If I make this move, will my Rangroon creeper keep coming back? This wonderful vine needs to receive more respect from me, amigos. That's us. I think it's just you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... The uh, uh, anyway, I uh, I don't think I've answered him yet. <laughs> All right. The uh, uh, he could, he can it's a vine. Like he says, it's a vine. I don't think I would want him to move it until uh, it goes dormant and uh, in the winter. And it's a it's it's precarious. It's on the edge. You know, some people. Oh yeah. Some some people it does the, go well, and then two blocks away they can't they can't keep it alive. So you if you you're having success with it, boy, yeah, it's a little little scary to take a chance on it. And then he he couldn't resist leaving a statement, Milton. Oh no. The purple Egyptian hyacinth bean is a wonderful, vigorous annual vine in my area. 8B. However, I can't find it as a Texas superstar. Mm. That would be Greg Grant and uh, 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 David Rodriguez and Larry Stein uh, problem because I've I've often recommended oh. that the uh, purple hyacinth bean be a be a Texas superstar. Did you even see that bus that that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It said, uh, it should be. Once you plant it, you'll always have have a continuous supply of beans forever to use, give away, or for starter plants to sell, give away. I don't think we've, have we ever have a, had a, well, I guess the maroon, the blue bonnets would be from seed, but most of the time uh, we we recommend the vegetative cuttings of plants that are propagated that way. One, and, uh, and Joe says, once I thought this, I thought this plant was is poisonous, was poisonous, but I recently read that all parts of this plant is edible. So why haven't me amigos? That's us. Oh, okay. Given this wonderful, beautiful, versatile plant more respect. Question mark. It has all the traits to be a Texas superstar. So would you like to answer that, Greg Grant? 
It's a great plant. I grew it myself. Thomas yeah. Jefferson grew it. It's a, but it does have some problems that keep it from being a common nursery plant. It's it's an annual vine. Yeah. And as you were talking about with the Mary Mums, you know, you plant things out of bloom, and so it mostly would be sold out of bloom. Yeah. And you put it in a in a pot, and about 30 minutes later, it's attached to the pot next to it. So it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a twining vine, and so even though it's a great plant, it doesn't fit the nursery industry very well. And you could, occasionally people sell it in a gallon pot, and it's starting to bloom, but it you have to you know cut it, tie it, twine. It's just really hard yeah. to sell. You know, remember Kinda how like remember, Yeah, and remember how. Um, uh, Bush Morning Glory was where it didn't look good in a pot. Well, so this is a, a great plant in the garden once it fills in. But as far as fitting the nursery industry, it, it doesn't. But still, it might be. Uh, I will go back to the committee and report. This <laughs> oh wow! Directly to Dr. Arnold, Dr. Pemberton, and tell them because I love it. I have an entire fence row of them right go. now. Uh, All right. It it might even live in College Station. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but uh, surely we could. Find a source of seed, right? You think? Yeah, there are sources of seed. I don't know. Remember how uh, proud of Barbados was? Yeah. When it came time to have enough mass quantity of seed to make it a Texas superstar. Right. So there's there's lots of seed all over the world of of hyacinth bean, but as far as enough to grow, you know, 100,000, 200,000, million, whatever it takes to be a Texas <laughs> superstar, that would probably be problematic. But we'll certainly look into it because it's, it's a cool plant. It also comes in white. Flowered, yeah. So if you, Does it? Yeah. Proud of Barbados? No, the uh, uh, oh, the, hyacinth, the bean. hyacinth bean. Yeah, and so a lot of the people in the world that, that eat it for vegetables, it's like cream peas and purple oil peas. Yeah. And so the, the white is considered more edible hmm. and tastier, and so you'll see a lot of uh, Indian population growing up the white flowered one. So you think you probably find that on the internet? Oh yeah, beans yeah. on the internet. Oh yeah, lots of almost all mail order nurseries offer the okay. seed per, in packets. That's good. But you plant it about you know, first of April, middle of April, um, and they all die with the freeze. So it's a true annual. Oh vine. okay. Oh. It's, it's not a tropical uh, tender <laughs> perennial like the the Rangoon creeper. It, it's a true annual. Sets its seed, and you start again the next year from seed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very uh, cool. Also, Joe writes oh, about man. a previous program that we had. Man, Joe's just beating and, us up. And he writes in capital letters: "Birds do not pee, except for the amazing ostrich." Milton brought up something about. Uh, Hummingbirds pee in the. Yeah, other they day. pee and poop uh, together. Uh, <laughs> so they do. They go number three. Technically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lord. Straight okay. out the cloaca, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so Jerry, Jerry perked my interest when he discussed collecting bird pee. Aha! Uh-huh, see, it wasn't me. Threw me under the bus too. You said peas. <laughs> maybe he was confused. Yeah, that, maybe that bird's pee went against everything I remember from my 1968 101 biology class. So, being a good graduate student, I researched whether or not this was true. Or was Uncle Jerry playing the old pull-my-finger prank, which my uncle stopped me? Here's the short answer, a, summer, a summary of a fascinating subject matter. Yeah, this, oh, don't, don't, don't. All, all of the birds' bodily waste leaves their bodies at the same time and from the only bodily outlet a bird has the anus. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. All right. 
I'm reading, reading one, but what he said. We, 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 we got poor, you got poor Greg standing there. Ready no, to I talk distinctly about remember you squeezing bird poop to get the pee out of it. There you so go. I do remember you separating. There you go. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. This waste bomb is called poop. All right. The white pasty part is uric acid, nitrogen. Yeah. Which initially was the water the birds drank. And the. I made more pages. <laughs> I don't and, know. And it's the brown a, part. It's in a notebook. And the brown <laughs> part is the food there. waste. Yeah, we. we, we Look at uh, your cars. It's very distinctive. Let, let's. let's, let's <laughs> I suggest. Let's save this for a, another yeah. time. I suggest Uncle Jerry make a clarification for all listeners running around to catch bird pee. At the right. best, they will collect bird poop, and at the worst, they will get bird poop in their eyes unless they are chasing an ostrich, which I don't suggest since one kick from an ostrich could kill a person. All right. This Greg. 210-308-8867. So Greg Grant is here with us. If yeah. you heard. Collect the poop, got the oop, you got pee. So there we go. There we go. On. Yeah, let's move on from <laughs> yeah, you, this guy is truly a mess. As, yeah. as, as Jerry gets older, he seems to be more obsessed with pee. We, we have discussed, discussed coyote pee and how it's collected. We have discussed hummingbird pee. And then wildcat pee. Wildcat. He is becoming obsessed with so okay. talk to Greg Grant. You yeah. all, you all know Greg, and uh, oh my gosh! And uh, we, we may, you may have even had some people uh, listening to your. Uh, your video, uh, your webinars, too. We talked about that one time when I was running around I, on your page. I want to know if uh, uh, Greg is working on a new book. Well, technically not a new book. The second edition of the Growing Fruits and Vegetables in Texas. And so it's uh, it'll be updated, adding a few, not a whole lot of things we could add, but correcting some information and adding a lot more recipes. and. Jujubes was already in there. Jujubes already in there. We yeah. added olives and added some. Uh, anyway, so it's a. Uh, I tell you, you know why not to do them, but <laughs> so uh, it's a uh, good. And you know you hate to put out a book and be stuck with wrong things in there. So there were some typos in there, and added about you know doubled the recipes. So I like to eat and cook, and so <laughs> and got to correct some pictures. They had a few things wrong in there, so it'll be out soon. <laughs> it's kind of it's a beginner's book, but it's a. There are a lot of beginners out there. So. Well, and that's uh, one of the real uh, advantages or one of the things that makes uh, Greg's books excellent is that not only is he a great horticulturist, but he's a good writer, excellent writer. And uh, he's got the, a lot of the anecdotes, and he brings it home to uh, Texas uh, where we're gardening and uh, know, knows all the issues that we have as Texas Well, thank gardeners. you, Kevin. But I did get a three-page letter similar to what Jerry's reading from a gentleman saying it was the worst book ever written. Oh, and my so God. It's all a matter of what you expected. Uh. And, and obviously you copy-pasted and obviously this. And I, so I, I said, you need Sam Cotner's book because you're an expert and said this is a beginner's book. But, I mean, he said this is horrible. Jeez. Well, thank you. Thank I you. Like I'll it. let my mother know. So. Oh, I know. Well, Calvin's written Neil Sperry about his new book, too, that it's horrible. 
I don't think he wrote it. I don't think. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, well, my, what, I think if I remember right, of course, as as has gone through Jerry's mind and the, out, of, out of his voice, it's changed. But I, I think I said that I did not like his new book as well as I liked the old okay. book. Oh, okay. The form and the... Uh, just the way it was organized. Can you believe he said that? That's blasphemy. Well, I'm, I'm always taking up. Neil's a dear friend, and that man puts up with the sheer <laughs> quantity of people and questions. And so just the fact that he's still alive and hadn't gone cuckoo, <laughs> and, uh, and that he's doing it every day. And so the, the nice thing about his, I mean, I write stuff to get away from people and throw it out there and you're on your own. And Neil just constantly reinforces and re-answers and explains. And so the thing is, he can write a bad book if he wants to, and he'll spend the rest of his life telling him how to read it and, yeah. and does. Well, we get we we get to uh, uh, deal with Neil every single week because yeah. he, he's got a column right next yeah, to my column. column. All right, so at some point... Oh, did you want to talk about something else? Yeah. At some point, Jerry's going to start talking about uh, the maroon poppy seeds that we have here. And he's going to start going. And now Greg Grant oh. did this, and Greg Grant uh, did that. Okay. So we have an opportunity to talk about what Greg Grant did with Greg Grant. Cool. You'd probably hey, defend hey, yourself I think Joe him. wrote something about no, the poppy. I don't want to hear what Joe wrote. <laughs> uh, I think the pee he wrote about was not poppy. So. Yeah, that's not. Okay, so yeah. we're. Oh, no, it says fun. poopy right there, not poppy. Yeah, oh, there you put go. Put your glasses uh, on. <laughs> Yes, sir. Talk a little a bit about the. So, y- so y'all have got uh, Aggie poppies for sale here, right? Yeah, we should see. Yeah, right. All right. Well, Seeds. I heard you talking about Johnson City. Yeah. And so that's where that poppy got its beginnings. Is that right? And so years ago, I've always loved double-flowered poppies, and uh, I didn't see so many of them growing up in East Texas. But you get in the German areas of Texas, and a lot of little ladies grew their, their poppies, making kolaches and bread and. Rolls and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. for, the, for the poppy seed. In fact, some people even call it the bread seed poppy. So Jerry and I are riding around. We actually were visiting Lady Bird Johnson one yeah, day, and we're driving right. not far away. And I admire different colors in different landscapes. And we look, and there's the most beautiful blood red poppy in this landscape. Oh. And so we pull up the driveway, <laughs> and we do our usual routine. And I goes nice and sweet and asks for permission to get some seed and jerry's out there collecting seed uh. <laughs> and, uh, so we get home and do the usual thing plant them in the fall grow them in the full sun bare dirt and so i started growing these beautiful red poppies every year and they were super double and poppies come in single and double and you need to keep them separated because uh, the doubles will gradually work their way back to single there are no double flowers oh. in the wild and so i'd it was nice and pure, but it didn't. I got rid of any single poppies I used to grow, and so I just grew the double red poppy, and I'd share the seed with people. And that went on for 10 or 15 years, and then being a good <laughs> Aggie, I look out there one year in the backyard, and there's one plant that has maroon flowers. And so what do we but do? But the rest of them have red yeah, flowers. Yeah, beautiful the Texas rest Tech of them red have raider red flowers. flowers. And so I yes. chop every one of them down, pull them up, and leave one single poppy there. Acer, my Jack Russell, and one maroon poppy, and let itself you know, have its way with its own self there, and then collected the seed, and then the next year I had a handful. Of course, each poppy pod makes you know, 50 or 100 seed, yeah, yeah. and it came back almost period. In just two or three years, it went from red to maroon to all maroon, and so I started growing that and eventually had enough to, to share, and I think I shared it with all the horticulturists that are horta agents. Uh, 
training and retreat one spring. Right. So I decided it was time to, to turn it loose. So that's the, the, the Aggie yeah. poppy, Papafer laciniatum, for those of you that speak in tongues. And uh, has a cultivar named Grant's Garnet. Oh, Since okay. I don't think we're technically or legally allowed to call it the Aggie poppy. So, oh, okay. so my master garden is now referred to it as the Aggie poppy, but it's, it's really uh, Grant's Garnet poppy. So. Very cool. But time to plant it now. And oh, so, is it? Okay. Uh, larkspur, poppies, bluebonnet, chickweed, henbit. You know, when it turns cool and you get some rain, that's the time for cool season annuals to come up. So you plant poppies in the fall. They grow during the winter. They make a rosette that basically looks like a head of leaf lettuce. They start to get longer in the spring, warms up, and then it bolts the flower out of there. And then now you want to keep them thin. You're going to plant a tiny little seed, and they're going to come up a millimeter apart, but you want them eventually about six inches apart or a foot to have really big flowers and pretty stalks and big pods. And so scatter them thin, mix them with some sand, they'll, they'll, they'll go further or some perlite or some potting soil or something just to make sure you're not overplanting them because you're going to have to pull up a lot of them. And you don't want to waste them by globbing them all in one spot. And then uh, they'll bloom in the springtime, let the pods, they, they bloom. They don't last really long, but it's the only Aggie poppy in the world. So stand and enjoy. Bumblebees, uh, especially honeybees, like it. And then once the pod turns dry, uh, turns brown, the little, uh, little holes around the top will open up just like a little salt and pepper shaker. And then you snip them off there, turn them upside down, it pours out just like black pepper, and you collect them, and the next fall you, you plant them again, and you'll go from a package of seed to a 1,000 to seed to 100,000 seed to a million seed if you want to <laughs> you share with your friends. Or, but full sun, bare dirt, you know, don't plant them in the grass, don't plant them in the shade. Uh, okay. Same place you'd, you'd plant larkspur and, and bluebonnets, basically. But now, make sure they're thinned out. And, yeah, and you, have you didn't mention roguing. Yeah, roguing. Now this is to Milton. Now, uh, now Milton. this is yeah. Mine was maroon. Uh, now it's a uh, roguing means if anything that's not fully double, anything that doesn't look maroon. And heck, if a pink one comes out and you want pink, pull up the maroon. So you, you get to, okay. it's like the blue one. You get to decide what it wants to be. But you need to, and it's pretty to have all different colored poppies. But if you want it to stay aggy maroon, you pull up anything that now. Anything that doesn't look maroon, but I'll have to tell you, temperature plays into it as well. And so this spring, it was wet and cool, and all my, you know, dark maroon poppies were reddish maroon poppies. And I know from experience, it, it runs about 99.99% pure as far as the color. And so the fact that every one of them was that shade of color, and my friends were in Tyler that also grows my seed, it was a temperature-moisture thing. And so, yeah, we didn't rogue them all up. Because they were all, you remember, Jerry, when we did the blue bonnets, we had the purple maroon and we had the red maroon. Right. Well, so that's going to vary each year. But anything that's obvious, so if you have a, a flat single poppy or you had a pink poppy or a white poppy or the, a the, red poppy. Yeah, uh, but it's different from all the rest. But if they're all to you in yeah. your mind, like Jerry, if they all look red to you, well, it may be that that's you see oh. white. And so only if there's individuals in there that don't look right because they're all a color that's probably the color it's supposed to be and it's just the I year just or happy i grew them yeah. and then i gotta come back here and show jerry the pictures that's not maroon oh, yeah. the fact that you had a poppy that wasn't a plastic poppy i was pretty impressed yeah. Yeah. i also found out neighbors like them yeah, yeah. They, they picked them they picked them and walked they were walking the dog uh. and they, when they left the, the, the dog and the poppies were gone yeah it's a it's a problem so it's, it's it looks like a double carnation and so people tend to you know, pick them yeah. out of a garden but once you get enough of them going there'll be enough for them to pick 
and you to have and to have seed and to thin, and so it makes a lot of seed. Very That's cool. So, you, so we got you, a lot of seed here. Yeah. Uh, cool. I think he sells them for a dollar package. I'm not sure. We'll have to ask. Well, let me tell you, I there's only want... two places on the entire planet to buy these seed, and that's at Millburgers Nursery and at the Smith County Master Gardeners Bulb Sale. It's held one day a year. Yep. And so this is only the third time, second time in history it's been available for sale. <laughs> and the last time, one man stood there at the booth with the poppies while we're having the conference, and they said, you, sir, you need to go over to the conference. He said, no, I want to buy Poppy says, I want to buy all the poppies. Oh, my God. And, I said, and they came and asked me. I said, you're obviously going to have to limit it because we can't let one man buy every poppy in the entire building. And then the conference is over and they go by and the poppies are gone. Well, that's the way Aggies are. So he's probably going to take them. And we, I, they were selling for like $5 a packet. He's going to probably take them and sell them for $50 a packet. So Aggies want their maroon poppies. There you go. And cool. Well, thank you, Greg. Sure. Thank you're you, welcome. Man. All right, we got to take a quick break, get you caught up with what's going on. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburkers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with some specials this week that you haven't seen before and some that are like, oh, my gosh. Let's start with, oh, my gosh. Crepe myrtles are closing out in the number three pot, regularly $24.99. While supplies last, they are 50% off of crepe myrtles in the number three pot. What a great time to get a great plant for San Antonio. Now let's talk about that. I don't know that that's been on sale before. Mexican honeysuckle in the number one pot, formerly known as the one-gallon container, now on sale for $4.88. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Lantana. Ground covers are on sale in the four-inch pot for $0.98 cents each. Herbs are on sale in the four-inch pot for 98 cents each. You'll save on fall garden mums, fall vegetables starting at $1.99, and much, much more. For all the details, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, and you'll find all the savings and events and everything that's happening at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. We got emailed a question. See if you guys can help from us. Joe? Not from, no, not from Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he was complaining about... Did I finish that letter? Yes, you did. Oh, you man. did. It was beautiful. <laughs> I think several movie studios are now optioning that thing for... Netflix is going to pick it now, up. Don't be encouraging him. Oh, oh, you're in trouble. All right. Let's see. We get a... The letter was... Anyway, you're listening to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. 210-308-8867. Milton Glick with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And here's the email. And it's tough with an email because we uh, we tried to call her back, but but she uh, uh, she didn't want to come on the air. I have two 12-year-old beautiful Mexican plum trees that are recently oozing orange sap. Oh Lord! Or frass. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's borers. She's but, right. Okay. What can I do to treat this? Uh, well, when a peach tree or any type of prunus gets that oozing sap, that's an uh, indication that there's borers in there, the uh, insect borers. And you can know about that by uh, pe- peeling off the, uh, the sap that's coming out of there. It hardens. And just peel it off. And if there's a hole under there, 
It's perfectly round, a little hole, like about the size of a BB. Then you've got the bores in the tree. All right. If you peel that off and it's not bores, it's not a hole under there, but rather than a, it's a split, then that's bacterial canker. Oh. And, uh, yeah, they've... There's no cure for either one of them. Oh, so you don't, uh, you don't treat for the borers? No, oh, no, they're inside the tree. Though there's really, I guess people could, you know, squirt some insecticide up into the hole, but uh, chances are that thing has gone too far up to get to reach. And she said they were 12 years old. Oh yeah, that's about the lifetime. Yeah, time. yeah, they don't they don't live long, much long, longer than that. Uh, I haven't seen any. I, I grew quite a few of those, and uh, I, I re- really, ne- really never uh, figured out why they quit, why they died ten or twelve years later. <laughs> but they, uh, they could have had any of those things. Well, when they when they tried to do the peaches down in uh, uh, around Poteet and down in that area, they were going to have the early peaches. You know. We, just like talked, me. Uh, talked about it several times. Make make lots of money with early peaches, and they they planted a uh, quite a few trees. Uh, I don't know how big the acreage. Was. Blueford Hancock, uh, the guy that hired me back to Texas or hired me into Texas, was uh, the consultant on that. And they got the peaches, and then once they started in production. They all came down with that bacterial leaf canker. spot and uh, bacterial canker. Killed them all. Yeah. And cotton root rot. Yeah, it's pretty obvious on peaches. I have never thought of it being, I've, I've tried to, re- I have never remembered it being the clear cause of uh, Mexican plums. Mm. So uh, how long does her tree got? Well, well. <laughs> if you get if you get twelve years out of it, no, you did any of those. Years. You've done well. Okay, uh, I was talking to a guy just last week that wanted to put a peach orchard. Uh, or he asked what I thought about doing peaches down around Coyote, Texas, down around in the Pearsall area. I told him I wouldn't do it because of, of, of those problems and. Uh, so we said, thank God you hadn't mentioned olives. This guy oh, gosh. Had, a, had money he wanted to invest in an orchard. And uh, the, the latest craze, or the latest crazy, I guess I should say, is people wanting to grow olives. Hmm. And it's kind of like my uh, lavender melting. Yeah. They make olive products from other people's olive juice and sell it in their olive orchards, kind of like the lavender people do. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure about the lavender or for sure about the olives? Either one. Both of them. Okay. Uh, we were talking, talking about insects. Oh. We were talking about uh, ants last week. And we couldn't ever think of this. Uh, yeah. And Dennis sent us that thing. It's called tar- Taro. Taro, yeah. D E R 
are oh terror ad killer that's the one you've had a lot of success with in the house yeah and they even showed uh even show the little target that they have yeah. that oh, you okay. tear out and put a drop Den- on the Dennis bear. was worried we were going to offend yeah. uh, uh, Spider-Man with uh, <laughs> yeah, with bragging on the uh, tarot. It worked. All right, 210-308-8867. So can you, 210-308-8867, the number to call with your questions. Still plenty of time. So can you explain what Greg was talking about? No. I didn't think so. With the, uh, the, the <laughs> poppy seeds in the sand? Poppy seeds in the sand. Oh, so, you so just... How do you mix it? Oh, mix oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot, they do a lot of uh, wildflower seed that way, especially the ones like paintbrush and things like that. They they take a car- they make a carrier out of uh, Greg mentioned sand and mm-hmm. and perlite. Okay. And uh, they take a given amount of sand, and uh, and then they they put the seed in in put the little little tiny seed in there. And try to mix it thoroughly. All right. So the seed is mixed with the sand. So then, when you grab, when you put the sand out, you can you can handle it easier. In other words, you can okay. distribute it easier, more evenly. Okay. Then you can, and if you use those little bitty seeds, like Greg was talking about with the poppies. Uh, <laughs> When you get this package of seed over here at Millburgers and you dump it in your hand, you're going to think you got cheated out of a dollar. I'm not sure that's what it sells for. <laughs> okay, so we, okay. Need to, we need to confirm that. It's either a dollar or three dollars. I, I think it remember. was three dollars last time. Was it three dollars? Yeah. Well, why didn't you say something? Because I wasn't sure. Why didn't you say something? <laughs> well, I've never been sure of anything. <laughs> okay. But you, uh, but you would not want to do that with lettuce seed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You don't need to do it with lettuce seed. So does the ratio matter? If I get a no, half cup of sand and one packet of, uh, and just kind of. I don't think so. As John Thomas once said, "Feed the chickens." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, speaking of the wild seed farm. Well, hang on. We've got to talk to Jay real quick. He's got okay. a question. Uh, Jay is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Jay, how can we help you today? Hi, guys. Uh, I like the show. Uh, I just want to uh, mention that uh, my mom has a uh, by Woodlawn Lake, and she has, I don't, I don't know what kind it is, but it's St. Augustine grass. And, and she always cut it. It was always real cut very high. Maybe uh, three or four inches or what have you, so it wouldn't burn. But now that we were in the drought and we haven't had no rain and stuff, it's all—it's turned like an orange. Does is, is that mean that it's gone? I mean, it's Say not going to come back anymore. I, I think it's St. Augustine that turned orange during the drought or brown. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it had turned brown. And then now it's like an orange, like if it just got that yeah. sun just burned. That's it just the same. Dis- that's just a uh, discoloration of bar- dried grass. I, I've got, I've got, uh, I let mine go dormant during the uh, summer too, and it oh, definitely gee. turns brown. But the first rain, it'll, it'll green up pretty good. But if you let it get extremely tall, you don't mow it periodically. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It it could uh, it could be tall and thick, 
and uh, and and turn brown and and maybe have kind of an orange tint to it. And San Augustine is more danger. It's more dangerous to let it go dormant than the other grasses are. So you, you want you don't want to let it go too long. I think most people are going to be relatively safe though with their grass. Uh, it's been a severe summer, uh, and a lot of gra- grasses have gone into a dormant-like condition. But they uh, certainly have re- a lot. Most of them have. Uh, responded already for, to that, that rain we've had. Yeah. We just so, didn't know if I had to go back and resod it and all that again. I don't, think, I don't think you'll have to. No. I think Just you'll... mow it and get ready for the rains on Wednesday. Yeah. Should I, uh, uh, coming up, should I try to fertilize it at any at any point or just let it do what it's going to do for now? I think you don't leave it alone. Yeah. If you... Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. you want it. You want it to be in a good growth mode if you, before you f- fertilize. Thank you, thank you for letting me know. I appreciate y'all's help. All sure, right. thanks, thanks, Jay. Thanks for calling. Y'all gonna have a, a great uh, Labor Day. Bye-bye. You too. Yeah, you too. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Talk more about gardening right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with some specials this week that you haven't seen before and some that are like, oh, my gosh. Let's start with, oh, my gosh. Crepe myrtles are closing out in the number three pot, regularly $24.99. While supplies last, they are 50% off of crepe myrtles in the number three pot. What a great time to get a great plant for San Antonio. Now let's talk about the, I don't know that that's been on sale before, Mexican honeysuckle in the number one pot, formerly known as the one-gallon container, now on sale for $4.88. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Lantana. Ground covers are on sale in the four-inch pot for $0.98 cents each. Herbs are on sale in the four-inch pot for 98 cents each. You'll save on fall garden mums, fall vegetables starting at $1.99, and much, much more. For all the details, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, and you'll find all the savings and the events and everything that's happening at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. All right, 210-308-8867. Uh, if you're interested in home security but you want more than home security, go to bsgtexas.com. Located right here in San Antonio, BSG is a great company that is used by a wide variety of people. And ask the folks or just go online and read the reviews of the folks that have used BSG, and they absolutely love them. That is not the same thing that you'll find when you do a Yelp review or a Facebook review for some of the big guys. The other part of that's so good is they have so many different things to help you enjoy your home, ranging from uh, security devices to uh, uh, just uh, doing what they call a geofence uh, so that if you break that fence, it either warns you if you're leaving the house, hey, you left your garage door open, you want to close it, and you go, oh, yeah, and you look on your phone, and you click a button, and you close it. Or you're going home after a long day, and it's getting dark. You want to make sure the lights are on. They'll set it up so you go to your phone. Or you're going home, and you want to be about two miles from the house. You want the A.C. to turn on. They can manage that, too. 
Well, can they mix you a drink, Milton? <laughs> I will ask. I bet they could turn on a coffee pot. Yeah, actually, they could turn on a coffee yeah. pot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, when it, <laughs> see there, she wanted a cup of coffee. As soon as you uh, break that thing on your way home, the coffee's brewing. You pull in the driveway. You open your garage door, and you go in, you, you make sure it's closed, yeah. and then uh, BSG is going to make you a cup of coffee. Sounds good. No, it is. It's really neat. And, and the important, the best thing they do yes. is identify the dog that's been pooping on your yard. Yes, they can do that. We're going to have to have Jim so tell what, us what you do, you grab the poo, you identify the, the, the perpetrator. Uh-huh. And you get get that that poop and throw it onto your neighbor's no, yard. because they've got a camera, we, too. Yeah. How do we get back into this? Yeah, I don't know. Every, everything goes back to, uh, to <laughs> scat with Jerry. So uh, we'll have Jim tell you that funny story. But the cool thing is that one of the things they can do, and this is where that came up, they can put cameras on your home to see if there's any motion around your home, but they can distinguish between a truck, so if it's a delivery truck, it's that... It doesn't go off, doesn't alert you. Uh, or animals like raccoons or your neighbor's dog that's in your yard, it distinguishes between all that and doesn't alert you unless you want it to and you're going to go yell at your neighbor's dog. Or, uh, and humans. So if there's a human wandering in your backyard late at night, well, it's going to tell you. Or your front yard. Now, lucky, lucky that they didn't. Uh, this company didn't exist when... Greg and Jerry were out there finding new species of plants. There out you there. go. New oh selection. man, that is the truth. If yeah, they were not, in somebody's backyard, yeah, we'd not only, them. <laughs> yeah, y'all would have been in trouble. Not, not only would I have gotten his phone calls on Monday morning. <laughs> Videos uh, of them. Yeah. <laughs> Just waving at the camera. Yeah, I couldn't deny that I recognized <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, who, who, ah, we weren't there. Uh, Jerry, <laughs> I, I have pictures. They, they, they went to BSG. I have pictures of you and Greg. <laughs> collecting seeds all right so bsg texas has all the information and uh you can go to bsgtexas.com uh, for bsg or call them 210 to 210 number not an 800 number 210-877-1222 210-877-1222 all right and two- speaking of speaking of that incident that calvin was talking about oh this is a question we, we were collecting columbine seed oh okay at that time all right and Greg has recently written up a beautiful article about, uh, it was for Niels Perry, a newsletter. Oh, okay. About Columbines, my life and times with Columbine. That's and, like a song. Uh, and uh, that's now, I've got that on on the uh, on the webpage on plantanswers.com, the first topics of the month in red to the right. And I uh, got that and, and got some pictures. And he started bragging on Greg, and he immediately left. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I, f- I found a picture I didn't know I had, Calvin, uh, of, Co- of Columbine. Yeah. I got a great picture of Miss Passmore uh, with, uh-huh. you know, they had the azaleas. Yeah. That we, they, every time we'd say you can't grow azaleas around here, they'd call and we'd go out to Encino in, in Park, I think it was. What was it they used to collect the, the seed for? From uh, they'd have the, oh spinach. Yeah, and they had yeah they had and then they had the screens over the blocking some of the the sun. Yeah, we'd say now you don't you shouldn't do that you shouldn't have to do that and there there it worked perfect. <laughs> so but I I. Uh, 
I, got, I found a picture, great picture of her. I wish I could send it to Jim. Yeah. But he's gone back to Tennessee to be with his cousins, I think. And uh, but it's a great picture of Miss Passmore, and that's on the with the Columbine pictures. She's one of she's one of the uh, veteran, uh, very skilled master gardeners that we work with through the years. Oh yeah. And your Greg's also got a. I also put an article he wrote about John Fannick Flocks. Hmm. Uh, on there, we haven't said much about it because John Fannick Flocks is hard to find. Yeah, it's a shame. Even for the Fannick people, it really is nice. Now, we were talking about uh, blue bonnets while ago, and John Thomas spreading the blue bonnets. Like feeding the chickens, he said. Yeah, feed them like chickens. And uh, I've got the write-up, uh, the one and only write-up that we did together. And and it's on uh, plantanswers.com under, uh, under flowers, under the, uh, informa- in the information index under the title of flowers and go to the very bottom where it says wildflowers okay and it tells how to plant the wildflowers oh good john and i put together and i think it's got that mixing in in sand uh situation now my column next saturday will be about wildflowers too and uh if you want to get ahead of it there's just lots of good information on plant answers yeah. Uh, on on wildflower culture and planting them and, and selecting the the, the uh, varieties that you want to get it started in your uh, exciting Milton mm-hmm. fall planting days kick off September the 11th through the 13th is that that's next week isn't it oh this is up at Wild Seed yeah yes yeah. it is today's the sixth so seven days would be the 13th. Five days from now. Yeah. Next weekend. And founder and president of Wild Seed Farm presents his How to Plant Wildflowers. Free seminar. And um, it's from 2 to 4 daily on those dates, uh, 11 through 13. And, of course, uh, you wear your mask and all that stuff, uh, social distancing and all that kind of thing. We talk about uh, getting your seed, wildflower seed. You can get a, you can get a lot of the varieties here at Millburgers, yep. but yep. one of the best places to go is to the website there at uh, wild, wild wildseedfarms.com. Yeah. They're fast. You get large selection, various quantities, whatever quantity you need. And uh, every every kind of selection you yeah. can think of, I, I always like it because you can get the blue curl there, there which is one of my mm-hmm. favorite butterfly yeah. wildflowers. And we mentioned uh, probably last week, I guess, that uh, I've gotten the uh, blue bonnet seed of red, white, and blue blue bonnets to the grower. And mm-hmm. we should have red, white, and blue blue bonnets uh, transplants by the middle of October. Uh, and then I was making the statement that uh, that uh, John Thomas and Wildseed would not have the color colored blue bonds. I looked in that catalog, and it's got them got Alamo Fire or the maroon blue bonnet listed for three eighty nine a package. I think the package is all they're selling. Because they had a had a bad crop failure mm-hmm. for the last two or three years, 
but they've got plenty of blues. Uh, uh, for some reason, they had a good harvest of blues. Not the Lady Bird Johnson Royal Blue, but uh, just the regular blue, I think. But uh, they've got uh, listed under Texas Blue Bonnet and also Alamo Fire slash Maroon Blue Bonnet. And if you're filling yeah. in your calendar for the far future, well, it's not that far. October 24th, uh, put a little note on there that that uh, Jerry and I and Milton are going to be doing a uh, Zoom uh, program on... Uh, home tour. Home tour, uh, water, yeah, water landscape yeah. in cooperation with San Antonio Water System and our friends at Trinity Glen Rose and then, of course, the gardening volunteers of South Texas. And we'll be talking a lot more about that. Before, yeah, as we, we kind of learn more about it. So. Yeah. And Milberger's, of course, is an important uh, partner in that effort, too. Yeah. Got about three minutes. Hey, one of the things that's featured, and you can maybe tell me about it, <coughs> is they've got Mexican honeysuckle uh, for sale. But I don't know if we've talked much about it, is it? We haven't, you know, we haven't, but this uh, this year there's it's gotten a little more publicity. It's a, it's a great uh, butterfly plant. Oh, that's good. Humming, humming, hummingbirds like it. The deer don't eat it either. Oh, yeah, and it's a uh, it's a nice mix of mound, uh, but uh, generally doesn't seem to get the any more than five feet tall. But it get get about eight feet nine feet around, and it makes a thick, uh, compact uh, uh, area of cover that uh, the the blooms go in and out. But generally, it's a uh, blooms a significant amount of the of the growing season, and uh, hummingbirds love it. Oh, that's and cool. Humming, uh, and the bees, the pollinators, like it too. And then, of course, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, it's a plant that the deer don't seem to eat. Uh, I don't know if we've gotten any reports of deer eating it in any of our neighborhoods. So it's a good, a good choice. What are they? What size are they offering? The number one pot, formerly known as the one gallon, uh, for four eighty eight. Oh, that is a good, a yeah. good deal. And it grows fast. Oh, good. And yeah. you can. Uh, can take full sun for sure. It also can take uh, uh, s- uh, shade if you. I, I've got oh. one. I've got one. In fact, growing well, not full shade, uh, a partial shade. I've got one growing in, and then. Uh, and, but it. But it also can tolerate. Uh, my neighbor's got one where it gets that blast of afternoon sun uh, in the in the evening. Uh, so it's a. It's a pretty versatile plant. It's a good one to, uh, good, to okay. try. It's four eighty-eight in the one gallon, or the number one pot here at Melburgers, and uh, just one of the many things that are on sale, including ground covers and herbs in the four-inch pot, and uh, the marimums are for sale in the uh, half dirty dozen, half a dozen, half dirty dozen. What do we say? The dirty half dozen. Yeah, four and a half inch. Yeah, four and a half. No, no. The the marimums are in a six pack. The super yeah. six packs. Yeah. Uh, okay, we only got like 50 seconds. So. We got one, we got another question in, uh, email to Calvin. Uh, he's from uh, one of his persons sending an article on those uh, blue mart, uh, purple martins in Nashville, Tennessee. It says, BD, BTW, by the way, you wrote two weeks ago about using an upside-down garbage can lid as a bird bath. Twenty seconds. I thought I was the only one who did that. Aww. Works great. Yeah, yeah. they are good. 
<laughs> all right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks for uh, Al doing a great job and all the calls. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. Did I finish that letter from Joe? You did. Al.